hope you all started your Rex Burkheads, Cedric Wilson, Greg Ward, Brian Hill, Dontrell Inman, Tyler Crofts, Andy Isabella. I mean, I have a feeling everybody had to be starting them this week, guys, right? I mean, it's just crazy. We had a great week. Rex Burkhead was your running back one. Uh, Justin Jefferson was your wide receiver two. Jimmy Graham, tight end one. I, I just, I, it's unbelievable how this week went. Uh, how excited are you guys going, Keenan, Eric? Um, I didn't start one of those players that you uh, mentioned. Not one. And, yeah, and talking about? I didn't start any of those players. What didn't we talk about starting all those guys last week for week three? Uh, I must have. I must have not. I must have not been on Missed that. Mr. Memo. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, we uh we I guess I guess everybody did miss the mellow man. We we're doing rough, I guess, but uh yeah, it was it was a crazy week 3. Uh a lot of scoring. Um a lot of players did do well, but like we said the the no names were kind of up on the top. I mean, speaking of tight ends, like I said Jimmy Graham number 1 overall uh tight end. He leads the league in targets inside the 10-yard line. Now Nick Foles comes in. I mean, that's that seems like a match made in heaven for those two guys. Uh, Tyler Croft, two touchdowns, tight end two. Eric Ebron, Robert Tanyan gets all the way to tight end five till you see normalcy with Travis Kelsey. Um, and then Mo <laughs> Ali Cox, Jesse James, Greg Olson finish out your top what ten. Did I tell you? Kelsey isn't going to finish at number one this year. We're going to have um, one of those wide receivers, one of those tight ends you just mentioned. We'll jump them. Uh, yeah, they're going. To, <laughs> like I said. A lot of randomness. Uh, we're going to dive into that. Welcome into the Dynasty Mafia podcast. I am your host, Antonio Denisi. With me, Eric and Keenan, uh, already talking over there, fellas. What's going on today? Uh, how, how was your week three? I, I mean, I'm sure you're happy with the performance Justin Jefferson had. Uh, I am over the moon. I am, I'm excited. I didn't see it coming this early, but it was really nice to finally see. Why don't you tell our Why don't you tell our listeners um, the mistake that you made, though? Oh, I did drop him yeah. in a couple leagues. Uh, that's that is a very sad point because a lot of it's fab, and I know I have to break the bank to get him back. But I know one of the leagues was it was for James Robinson, so it was kind of validated. But man, the Vikings—they're just night and day. Can they get the ball to Adam Thielen a little bit more? I don't know. I told you. I told you he was not. He was not going to do well. He had 29 yards. He had 31 yards in week two. Uh, got the touchdown, which kind of saved him. But uh, I don't know. Justin Jefferson stole the show. Seven catches, 171 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, I don't know. I, it was just uh, 175 yards. Sorry, it was just unprecedented. He had a 71 yard touchdown. Um, had a lot of work in the slot. Uh, the week week of the rookie wide receivers, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, he, he, he had a rushing touchdown, kind of looked a little bit like Debo Samuel uh, out there. T. Higgins had two touchdowns. Gabriel Davis uh, with the Bills had uh, four catches for 81 yards. Yeah, what do you, what do you think about these guys? What, any of them uh, waiver wire worthy? Uh, are they priorities for you? Uh, are you adding them, Eric? Um, Talking about Jefferson, Ayuk, uh, Higgins, and Gabriel Davis. Yeah, I mean, not. I mean, if you're in like a ten-team league or something, probably not. But if you're in a little bit deeper league, they're definitely guys I would I would grab, especially with bye week starting this week, I believe. Um, yeah, they're definitely guys you can throw in your flex. I mean, if all four of these players are available, you have to get one of them. I think. Who's your top priority of the four? I want to say, 
a Uke, but then I just because he, like you said, he looks like Debo Samuel out there, and if that if Debo's out for a little longer, he might be getting those um, targets that Debo Samuel left behind there. Uh, but Justin Jefferson, I, I I don't know. I they're all they're all question marks. All their offenses are question marks besides the Bills, but Davis is is the fourth option there in Buffalo. So. Yeah, Justin Jefferson is actually my number one overall waiver uh, priority this week. Uh, we, we'll talk about that in a moment. But, yeah, he, he, he's someone that I think, uh, as I mentioned, I, I, like I think he's going to get migrated into the offense a little better. Um, Ayuk, yeah, they, they use him a lot like he did uh, at Arizona State too uh, back in college. So uh, that, was, that was something that was pretty, pretty nice to see, uh, five catches for 70 yards. Um, T. Higgins had two touchdowns, like we said. Uh, that connection's nine targets, you know, and A.J. Green's not doing much, and he looks a lot like A.J. Green. And uh, I don't know, what, what, about, uh, what about T. Higgins, Eric? I mean, like, like you said before, he was working out with Joe Burrow before, and they clearly have a connection. Um, every, I mean, he was the guy everyone thought they were going to bring in to replace A.J. Green there to begin with. So, you know, I – I'm not surprised that he got the touchdowns, but I mean, it's not something I'm expecting him to get to do uh, consistently. He'll have a few big games uh, throughout the year, but yeah. there's, there's so many mouths there to feed, I think. And, you know, Tyler Boyd's the number one there. AJ Green's still getting a ton of targets. Um, so yeah, that that's yeah. why for him in a deeper league, I, I'm looking at him, but yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm not looking at him to, to produce like this consistently. You might be able to pick him up for free tomorrow. Uh, you know, someone someone will probably put a five or ten percent on him. Uh, but like like he, you did mention though, uh, before the draft, T. Higgins and Joe Burrow did work out together. So uh, that that connection kind of has been there. Obviously, COVID uh, delayed it for a little bit, but uh, maybe that's something that we we certainly do want to watch. If you have the room, I would certainly be adding one of these uh, rookies, if not being able to get two. If you do need some more. Um, I'd say maybe if you're really strong at your, your top two wide receivers and you just have like a golden Tate uh, in between someone that just has like a low floor, you want to get a high ceiling, you know, players like this that can get the two touchdown ability, uh, you know, Gabriel Davis. I think there's a lot of mouths to feed there too. So maybe, uh, maybe, maybe hold off on Gabriel Davis for a little bit. I'd be, uh, I'd be targeting uh, T Higgins in dynasty leagues too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure his price is going up though for the, the low first, uh, high second people already were paying for him in the draft, but uh, but I, I agree with you there. You, you know, you got you got to beat you got to beat him to the punch. Look what me and uh, Big E did in our one league, one dynasty league, and we both traded for Robinson, um, and uh, he had that breakout game, and we got him fairly. We got we both got him fairly cheap. I I got him for a second and third, and what'd you get him for a second in Golden Tate? Yep. Yeah. So like wow. you got you got to you got to be able to. You got to try to predict it, you know, and try to, you know, try to beat it before they have those breakout games. And yeah, and you won't know. You're definitely going to pay for Higgins. You're going to pay more for Higgins this week than you would have last week. Absolutely. Yeah, I guess, yeah. I guess, I guess for Higgins would actually be a little bit smarter to wait a few weeks and then target him because, like I said, he's not going to do this consistently and he's going to have a few dud, he's going to have a few more dud weeks before he has another big week, I think. Yeah. And, um, so, yeah. That's what, you know, wait a few weeks and then try and target them. Yeah. Yeah. More. Uh, so that was the rookies. Uh, sophomore wide receivers, Andy Isabella, 
four for 47 and two touchdowns uh, in Christian Kirk's absence. Uh, they used him a bit uh, in the red zone. Uh, I kind of feel like that was, again, just kind of part of Christian Kirk's absence. I think when Kirk comes back in, he is still more talented. Isabella Isabella did look good, but – um, You would think, but he hasn't showed it. I know. It's been unfortunate. I know I really like Kirk. Uh, I, there's something going on there. Maybe it is an injury, and that's why they were letting him sit, and they're really trying to get that taken care of. I drafted Kirk in a couple leagues. and So did I, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I hope it does get a little better. But speaking of uh, sophomores there, DK Metcalf – had four catches, 110 yards, and a touchdown. Should have had a second touchdown for 62 yards, but celebrated a little too early, and the ball got punched out uh, at the two-yard line. So that was kind of depressing. If you, know, if you knew you needed that 12 points at the end of the day. Uh, Terry McLaurin, four catches for 83 yards. Hunter Renfro, six catches, 84 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, I think with all the injuries going on in Oakland, he might be somebody you want to grab too. Uh, he was a favorite of Derek Carr last year. And uh, Scotty Miller, with Chris Godwin being out uh, for an extended period of uh, – for a few games at least it seems with the hamstring, he had three catches for 83 yards. What are you doing with Scotty Miller? Are we, we trying to pick him up? Is he a big priority? No. I think he is actually. Not for me. Derek, go ahead. You, you Let us know why. Well, I mean, not only is – Godwin out, but he's actually played better with Godwin in there. Um, if you look first week and then the last week, he actually he, – he was a good flex option. Um, but the week that Godwin was out, he actually – he didn't do much at all. <clears throat> so, I think he is a good – he's a good uh, guy to target. And, I mean, what you said, Jefferson's your number one target. I mean, I, I still would like to get Jefferson, but I think – Scotty Miller's probably going to do it a little bit more consistently if you need if you need that for your flex, but if you're looking for that boom bust, definitely go for Justin Jefferson. Yeah, but Scotty Miller's only going to be a game or two. We hope um, Justin Jefferson should be the rest of the season. Well, well, Godwin's not going to be out for the rest of the season. He's actually doing better with Godwin in, is what I was saying. Oh, so yeah, sorry, I missed that part there. Um... Well, then you probably well. Then I guess it's going to be interesting to see how he does here uh, with Godwin being have, out. If you don't have that much Fab left um, here in Week Four, that you could probably get him really cheap. Yeah, I, I'm hoping in a, in a, under, in a under five. league in a PPR league um, with Godwin and Evans both playing. Scotty Miller had double digit fantasy points. How many targets did he have? Low double digit. Say it again. How many targets did he have this week? Scotty Miller. Yeah. Yeah, you double-check that, and I just wouldn't go more than probably 5% on him, especially because with all the other players we were just talking about at wide receiver, he probably is low man on the totem pole for a lot of a lot of people, especially ones on the know of Scotty Miller. Um, so talking about Chris Godwin there, uh, that hamstring uh, strain is week to week. Um, Antonio. He How played many targets? The, yeah, they played the Broncos, right, especially. He had five targets, three, three uh, receptions for 83 yards. There you go. So – um, so yeah, if those you look five at targets it, could be Mike Evans seven. only had four targets. Gronk had the most with seven targets. I heard, uh, I think it was, uh, Mike Evans was like the third player in like NFL history, uh, to have two catches and two touchdowns in the first two weeks. <laughs> yeah. So, Mike Evans? I mean, what'd you say? Who was that? Mike Evans? Mike Evans. Yeah. It, it, it's Talk all, that's all he had. And then, uh, finally had Talk over a hundred yards. Yeah. 
So he's got three touchdowns already. You know, I said he was going to have over double-digit touchdowns. He seems to be on a good pace for that. Uh, but especially with Goblin being out, do you think Mike Evans is a trade target? Uh, like you want to trade for him or you want to trade? Yes, him? I would. You want to try trading for him. I did trade for him in a dynasty league. A, well, ago. more so redraft right now. Like I'm, I'm, I'm uh, trying to see if, you know, if you've, if you're kind of strong at running back or maybe like Austin Eckler, would you move Austin Eckler for Mike Evans? See, the problem is I don't, I don't think you're going to get him for the price that you're going to try to get him at just because Godwin is out. So the Mike Evans owner is going to value him even higher. And Godwin's not going to be out long, or at least he shouldn't be. So it's but tough. Do you think he'd value him higher than Austin Eckler? He or she? Um, maybe that's close. That's actually good. I mean, I would actually maybe do that uh, if you have Eckler. Try and toss that out there, because I mean, the good thing is with the Godwin being out is Mike Evans is getting this connection built up with uh, Brady. Right. Clearly already has Especially in the end in the red zone. zone. Yep. But yeah, in the red zone, but sorry. But yeah. He becomes touchdown dependent. You're kind of screwed. Well, he did have over hundred yards and a touchdown as well. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, Chris Godwin. So as as we mentioned, he is week to week. We're hoping to have him just miss miss only one game. Um at least sit him out so he can get a little healthier. Uh Tariq Cohen for the Bears did tear his uh ACL and MCL. He's out for the year. At least he got uh, paid. Yeah, at least he did get paid um, and then barely used. It was weird. But, yeah, David Montgomery, um, I, I think that he's another buy low candidate. He's going to touch the – he's going to get probably close to 18, 20 touches a game. I'm sure they're going to – you know, Ryan Nall may come in and get some work. But uh, what do you guys think of David Montgomery? I'm not trading you uh, Chubb for him. <laughs> you, try to get, you try to trade me Kareem Hunt and Montgomery for Chubb. Keep in a PPR. Me. Can you believe that, Eric? He tried to take me for a fool. Like, like I'm not part of this podcast. <laughs> no, I, I really – That's not terrible. I think you guys no, it's are not terrible. down David Montgomery. I'm not giving up Chubb. Way too much. And Kareem Hunt's getting a lot of work. We're definitely going to talk about Nick Chubb and my, my stressing for him a little bit later. That's a preview for you all. Uh, but, yeah, back but, to Montgomery. I'm definitely – I'm 0-3-1 league. I'm definitely going to contact the owner of Montgomery and see if I can get him for cheap. He's looked. He doesn't look the same as he did last year. He looks quicker. He looks yeah. like he, he looks like he's. Really, I mean, obviously, I know he's putting the work in, but he just looks a little different than he did last year. Who's um, who's the second second back now? Do we know? Do I think any? Ryan Nall, and then they promoted someone else today from their practice squad. So nobody too concerning. They may they may add someone else for depth. Now let me ask you guys a question. I know Eric, you weren't a big fan of this over the weekend. Does Nick Foles make a impact on this at all? I think it does. I think that people are going to pay attention uh, or respect the pass a little bit more now. And now they don't have to pay attention to Trubisky running the ball. So maybe that is a little extra attention the linebacker may pay to the running back. I know you asked Eric, but Bears Eric didn't, Bears didn't let him run anyway. Um, Trubisky, but yeah, obviously it depends, you know, is Foles going to keep up that level of play, which I don't think he does. Um, that was a nice throw down the sideline. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what he does, though. He has these these amazing hey. moments where he looks great, and then it goes away. So hey, one of a Super Bowl. Allen Robinson finally balled out, though. Like, I mean, he looked like Nick. Yeah, Foles one of my really impresses from last week finally. Yeah. Hit him. <laughs> so, I mean, do you think? Are you buying it though? Are you keeping Allen Robinson? Are you Are you trying to sell high? 
he's not going to play Atlanta every week where they can't tackle him in the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes for, what, 40-yard touchdown run or pat reception. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think I'm on your side with, with the Nick Foles thing, Antonio. I think he's better than Trubisky, and I think the pa- they're going to res- the pass is going to be more effective. I think, and that's going to definitely help Robinson out. So yeah, Foles threw three touchdowns, came back. They beat the Falcons. I, f- I mean, I feel so bad for Atlanta fans. It, it just doesn't make sense. It's uh, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. It's great I was for fans. Out of our suicide pool. Oh man, I picked the Falcons. They got you out of the suicide pool. Well, it's your fault for uh, your suicide picking- pool. My suicide pool. Oh, yeah. man. Uh, well, you know, at least you made it a week three. I, I was out week one. So were you. <laughs> oh, man. Let us uh, let me just run down some injuries real quick here. Uh, Chris Carson has a left knee sprain. He's week to week. That was some actual good news from what they thought it was. Uh, Deshaun Jackson injured well, again. For a second. How, about the, how about that dirty move by that Cowboys defender on that? Uh, yeah. You know, I, I see it more often – than you'd like to, of course, and sometimes they're just falling through with it. I'd kick them out of the league if I was a commissioner. I, <laughs> but, this, I mean, like, I, I, there was a few games I saw it happen yesterday. I saw it happen last night. Um, what is going through your head when you do that? Like I, like I said, you're just somewhat – you're just following through with it. Um, no, he wasn't you know, following I mean, I, I, maybe I didn't see him fully all the way through. But he, was trying, he was trying to hurt him there. Was he? I, did, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Well, I mean, obviously he did get injured, but like I said, I, I at least see the way. Got a bounty on him. Hey, Tech, oh, man. Let's not go that far. Uh, Mike Williams has a hamstring strain. He's week to week. Uh, so Keenan Allen's 19 targets. He had 19 uh, targets this past week. 19 targets. I lost count after 11. <laughs> yeah, well, he had 13 catches. So uh, Keenan Allen's got to be someone that, I mean, I was definitely wrong. Well, I mean, I, this was when we were more, more so talking about Tyrod, but it sounds like Herbert's in a stay until Tyrod can play because, you know, Anthony Lynn didn't seem too happy with Herbert, even though he had over 300 yards again. Um, they did look pretty sloppy. What did you say? Anthony Lynn's an idiot. <laughs> well, it, it's going to help Austin Eckler probably. It's going to help – well, will help Austin Eckler. It's going to help Hunter Henry. Um, yeah. Uh, John Brown, calf strain, uh, he left the game. Uh, I, I Nothing – I haven't heard any more right now. It sounds like he's questionable, but he, he may miss. If that's the case, uh, Stephon Diggs is certainly going to have a bit more attention when they're playing uh, at, at Las Vegas. Um, but I think that he's going to have a pretty good week. Um, I mean, speaking of – you know, speaking of the Bills, Josh Allen obviously had uh, a great performance again. Uh, five touchdowns, had a comeback win. Uh, do you think Stefan Diggs is going to be able to keep this up? Do you think Josh Allen's going to be able to keep up, uh, you know, supporting multiple wide receivers? I've seen enough from Allen. I think, I think he's good. I really do. I think, I think this offense is going to keep clicking rest of, rest of the year. It, it's not just, it's not just like the players on the field. I mean, look at, I mean, obviously we, we pay attention more to the bills than any, any team, because they're our home team, but the offense coordinator, Dable, some of the formations and some of the, you know, play calling, it's just, it's, it's unique. It's, it, you know, it's similar to I'm trying to think of an offense that, you know, like the, the chiefs, chiefs offense, you know, they're different formations. They're using four wide receivers, uh, a couple running backs. 
it's not just one or two players in the offense. So I think Allen's going to be fine. Yeah, there's a lot of sloppy, you know, play breakups sometimes where they're just trying to run around and 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 they they throw uh, they just get it out there and um, you know someone's wide open. You know, we saw Cole Beasley do that multiple times. We've seen Dawson Knox do it, and you know he's got a concussion, but he should be coming back soon. But um, back to the digs thing, what you, what you mentioned, I in a by law, I think you you need to target John Brown. First of all, he's he's injured. He has a calf injury, and I think someone's willing to trade him. Likely now, more than a couple weeks from now a couple weeks from now, but uh, also Diggs is going to get a lot of attention from the defense. Uh, and, and John Brown's going to, I think Brown's going to end up with at least seven touchdowns this year and a, and a lot of receptions. I'm trying to think of a number of receptions. Yeah. Make. Well, I mean, he's got two, t- two touchdowns already. He had uh, 16 targets in the first uh, two games and then, you know, had the two before getting injured. So that's where Gabriel Davis stepped up. I mean, I, like, like we like, excuse me, like we mentioned, I wouldn't grab Gabriel Davis cause it probably will just be a weak thing. Um, and they're traveling on the road to the West coast for the first time. So it, it could be one of those uh, maybe. I wouldn't or- grab Gabriel Davis in a redraft, but. I think he's somebody that you should target in a dynasty league right now. He's not available. He's not on the waiver wire. You got to trade. No, no, no. Target him. Like, yeah. Yeah. Target him in a trade. Yeah. I think Um, he's, he's someone for the future. I I agree with that. Yeah. Because John Brown and Beasley are not going to be there very long. Probably a couple more years. They're both over 30. So yeah. yeah, Davis next year can be 100%. uh, Go. Yeah. It's going to be Diggs and Davis. In the future, you know, after this year, maybe even the year after, depending on how long. I think John Brown and Beasley could still be there another year, depending how the rest of this year goes. But yeah, um, and you know, I guess what Davis does, but yeah, he's yeah. somebody you can get cheap, cheap, and he could potentially blow up in the next. Yeah, year. it could be scary. I mean, like you know, Diggs can be the X, uh, Davis can be the Y. Get uh, John Brown rely him up in the slot. Uh, yeah, speaking of slot receivers, though, Dante Johnson got a concussion. He left the game pretty early. One of my impresses uh, only had his two targets before leaving. Uh, they think that he's going to get back by Sunday, but he did just uh, get into the concussion protocol. That game actually might even be flexed to Monday. You know, coming out today, the Titans had a lot of positive COVID tests. Uh, it sounds like they're handling it properly now. Uh, and everything seems – what was that? What I saw was that, you know, they closed the facilities on at 6 o'clock and they just yeah. did uh, drive-through testing and then sent everyone home. So, so it looks like they caught it before everyone was in the building. Yeah, so it sounds like everything is going to be good so far for Sunday. Um, obviously, more to come with that. But they, they do have have already talked about the potential to flex it to Monday if need be. Um, so we'll monitor that practice uh, activity pretty closely this week and see what's going on. Um, I, we didn't really find out, I think, who was affected. Uh, Dallas Goddard, high ankle sprain. He's out at least the next couple weeks. I was just talking a lot about him on Twitter last week before uh, the game, uh, how he's, you know, ascending over Zach Ertz and it's time for him to shine. And then, you know, a bit of a setback. Do you have a smooth Uh, fracture, Antonio? I'm sorry. They, so I believe that they said he, they confirmed that he did have a small fracture, but nothing that requires surgery. So it'll be about two or three weeks. Yeah, I know I said a sprain, but they did they did update that to a fracture. Uh, Zach Ertz time. I mean, it, come on, he's gonna see he's got probably gonna see fifteen targets. Yeah, well, for at least a couple weeks until Wentz loses his job. Yeah, he's looking rough. He's got six turnovers already. We'll be uh, talking more about him in my uh, impress. Yeah, we will. Uh, Jordan 
<laughs> Jordan Reed has an MCL sprain. Uh, George Kittle is coming back soon. So, unfortunate for Jordan Reed, just never been able to stay healthy. But, um, like I said, Kittle slot right back in. Uh, Russell Gage has a concussion week to week. If he is on your waiver wire, please pick him up. Um, he's becoming a, a little favorite for Matt Ryan as well in the slot. Michael Pittman's going to be out for a while, um, at least six weeks. Uh, Brian Edwards has an ankle sprain, so he'll miss at least this week. Uh, Jerick McKinnon has a rib contusion. He'll be day-to-day. He was certainly a good pickup uh, last week. They used him, uh, used him in some good ways along with Jeff Wilson. That man so can't would... break. No, they can't. He that can't. turf. I mean, they're away from the turf. They don't have to visit New York anymore. He can't catch a break. I'm sorry. Oh, Jet, yeah, Jets, no. He – I mean, it's his ribs now. Usually it's his lower body, so I guess that's maybe the positive um, from it. I don't know. But uh, let's talk, though, about some waiver wire time. Uh, talking about Jeff Wilson Jr., uh, talking about guys like Carlos Hyde in Seattle with, with like we said, Chris Carson being injured. Um, Nick Foles is on your waiver wire. Uh, you know, we talked about a lot of the rookies, a lot of the tight ends. Who, who are, who's one of your guys' top priorities? I know I already talked about Justin Jefferson being mine. I'm willing to spend, you know, 25% of my fab on him, which means I may not get him in some leagues. I get it. Um, but, you know, I might even squeak a little bit more depending on who I'm talking to. Eric, you want to go? Oh, no, please do the honor, sir. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I'm looking at this list, honestly, and I – I still haven't done my uh, waiver agency up for this week. And I'm not spending that much on anyone besides Jefferson. Um, I, I don't care about Nick Foles, Hunter Renfro, Renfro excuse me. Um, I guess, you know, if, if Ruggs is out, I guess, you know, that, that might be a good one because he was, he was Carr's favorite target last year. But Carlos Hyde, I mean, Carson's coming back in a week. Is he worth the money? Especially – this, this is where I stress. If you don't need a running back, you don't need to put money on Carlos Hyde. Just because he's available, don't, you don't have to waste your fab on, on, a, on a running back that you're gonna let, that's going to sit on your bench for a couple weeks, and then, and then you're going to drop him again after, after um, Carson comes back. But, I mean, Rex Burkhead, I, I, know, I know Antonio, you're big on him because of what Cam Newton did over in Carolina with uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey, but – in my eyes, that's still a New England backfield. That's still a uh, Bill Belichick um, run team. And until they have a legit starter there in New England, I'm, I stay away from the whole New England uh, um, running back. I just think he needs to be rostered. That's for sure. Like, I get it. Yeah, you know, you, some people are probably going to go spending 30 or 40% on him, yeah. and that's for sure none of us are going to get him. But I think he needs to be rostered. They're not doing anything New England type of way as they've been with Cam. So – once he picks yeah, a favorite, and I'm I wondering myself because I wanted right. I was gonna pick him up on Sunday, but I ended up picking up um, the running back from the Giants, um, Gelman. Between those two guys, I was deciding. I was like, who should I pick up just to roster for free? And I went with the Gelman route because because uh, I don't know why, but but I'm, I am kicking myself. Would have been nice to grab Burkhead there for free. That's true. That would have been yeah, pretty nice. I think uh, if you're in a super flex league, though, you need to be spending a lot of fab on Foles. Uh, he yeah. should be he should be the number one priority. Um, yeah. Spending, uh, but once again, I'd, honestly, potentially, nearly well, all the fab you have left on him. Um, but if you have three, if you have three quarterbacks that are going to start ahead of him, don't waste your money. 
Yeah. If you were the Trubisky owner and you were counting on him to be one of your guys, then you yeah. need, you need to spend a lot of fab on. <laughs> and and not only that, but um, on the uh, somebody else on the Bears offense, Anthony Miller, he's only he's only um forty six percent owned in Yahoo leagues, so he's somebody that you can check your waiver wire. You know, I know uh, week two he had nothing, but weeks one and three he he's had double digit fantasy points in PPR leagues and. With Foles taking taking over there, it could be a better offense. So he did have a real pretty touchdown catch. It was near the end, um, you know. And Darnell Mooney did kind of take him over in week two, um, but yeah, I'm hoping Anthony Miller becomes a target for Nick Foles. Uh, I'm actually in the process right now of trying to make a trade for Alan Lazar. So I'll let you. I'll keep you you guys updated on that one. We'll see. We'll see. What league? So I could. So I could. Uh, <laughs> Brandon Ayuk. Um, I know we were talking about him a little. I think, uh, like we said, he does need to be added. Uh, even when Debo comes back, that offense is decimated. So he's he's another top target for me besides Justin Jefferson. Uh, I think Jimmy Graham needs 100% needs to be added. Um, he, he's probably going to be a top 10 tight end the rest of the year. Um, it, it does, like I said, top. T- uh, he's the leading everybody in red zone targets t- in the 10 yard line. Um, so that, that's, that's going to be good. Mo Alley Cox, even with Jack Doyle playing with like 75% of the snaps, he's still got targets, still got a touchdown. Keep your eye out for him. Did you keep um, him in your daily fantasy or did you switch him out? Uh, I did wind up switching him out. I don't remember who I switched him for, but it wound up being a good thing. Um, I don't know, actually, maybe I did keep him in. I'm not sure. Oh no, I did switch him after I found out Jack Doyle played, which was kind of frustrating. That's why I, so I should I should have kept my gut there. <laughs> um, what was the what was the target um, stat on Jimmy Graham that you shared earlier? He's leading all all players in targets in the ten yard line, inside the ten yard line. In the NFL, not on his team, right? In the NFL, yeah, the whole league. He had seven targets in week one, nine targets in week two. That's just total. Um, but he had uh, six That's six someone, I believe, in the top think, in the ten yard line. I think he's he should be. Out of these players that we named, I think he should be high up there, um, if that's the case. Yeah, I mean, they both came from Nick Foles. So, um, yeah, it's it's going to be – I think that it's going to be some – and they obviously got him for a reason. They have Cole Komet. Uh, they're going to use – they've been using them both. Uh, obviously, Jimmy Graham's getting a lot more of the receiving yards. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter, guys, at Dynasty Mafia underscore FF. Uh, you can find me at Antonio Denisi FF. Uh, you can find Eric at Eric D underscore FF and Keenan at Keenan underscore seven one six. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube, uh, the Dynasty Mafia podcast. You can find us everywhere else. I don't know, just you know, giving you a little update there. Uh, make sure to check out our website too, Dynasty Mafia Podcast dot network. Uh, working on keeping that uh, update as much as possible for you folks. Uh, should have a lot of articles coming out. Um, as well as our rankings, um, a lot of good stuff. Uh, so make sure you check that out. Give us any feedback um, and submit a question. If you have any, submit your rosters. The big thing I want to talk about right now, <clears throat> I'm going through it personally. I am one and two in a lot of leagues, guys. Not me. Not me. And, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm telling myself we're going to be okay. And I'm talking to everybody else out there that's one and two. Even one and three, three. will be, right. be all right. You are going to be okay. Yeah. 
especially if you're looking at your point totals and you're seeing that you are in the top five or six of the league, maybe you're just getting beat against some guys that are, or some, some other uh, players that are uh, scoring uh, just as much, but be confident in your roster. Listen to the advice we are giving you because those one and two teams that I'm in, I'm very confident in my rosters. I got the likes of Miles Sanders is Joe Mixon's DJ Moore's, uh, you know, there's a lot of injuries that have been going on. It's all going to come back. We're going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I want to mention. Don't make a trade just to make a trade. Um, someone offered me, you know, today, I'm 0-3 in one of my leagues, golden tape for uh, Chris Carson. And literally texted him back with a bunch of swear words. Why Why are you offering this trade to me right now? Um, why the hell would I want golden beeping tape on my team over Chris Carson? So don't make a trade just to make a trade. Make sure you're, you know, like I, I have Joe Mason and Chris Carson on that team, and they under they're underperforming right now, and they're you know top. They're probably you're draft, both of them are probably drafting the first two rounds. Um, I also have let's see here, um, sorry, Chris Carson. We're well, talking Mark, about I have Andrew Mark Andrews. He's all all three of those guys are definitely gonna start performing. Yeah, Mark Andrews dropped two touchdowns yesterday. Yeah, so you know these are things you got to look at though too that that are just they go under the radar. You know, like we said, DK Metcalf would have had a hundred and seventy plus yards, but he's also got like five drops this year. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's, it's it's things that good that just aren't seen. You know, um, uh, Stephon Diggs had two touchdowns called back. Yeah, uh, you know he he's someone that's getting the targets that we keep talking about. The reason I lost this week was because this idiot had Rex Burkhead on his team somehow. <laughs> what a great move! Like we yeah. were saying, um, yeah. But that that's that's exactly what it is. If you want to make a trade, trade for high upside as well. Trade for someone that's uh, well. Obviously, like we said, if you're one and two, you you want to get someone that's you know, like I said, Joe Mixon is a great trade target for me. He is getting nearly 20 touches every game. I know he hasn't scored yet. Uh, we're going to talk about him later, but that's somebody that you know is getting production. DJ Moore, he's got 25% target share. He's going to keep getting the ball. Uh, yeah. We're going to, you know, we'll talk, uh, he, you know, perfect example, actually. He's averaging 17.1 yards per catch right now. That, you know, that's just going to be his career high. He's got 13 and a half a dot, uh, you know, meaning that the ball's traveling 13 and a half yards before he catches it. When last year was 11.1, you know, I was talking about him being a Michael Thomas. Uh, ask player where he's getting the ball between the eight and 10 yard line. And then you got Teddy Bridgewater just reversing the game here and he's actually getting the ball more down the field. Uh, and that's why, you know, a DJ Moore is going to come back around because the targets are going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our, our writer, Joe Saro offered me a trade yesterday in that Owen three league. He, he wants Joe Mixon for me. He offered me Landry Slayton and Moss. I'm like, Joe, just cause you're giving me three players doesn't mean I'm, I want, I'm going to do that trade, you know? So, don't panic. Don't don't do something that you're gonna regret a week from now. Because Mixon has more upside than all three of those players. Absolutely. Eric, well, have you got any bad trades offered the last couple of days? Um. Oh, actually, I just had one. I don't remember who it was. <clears throat> you don't have to name. Them. We don't have to embarrass them. No, it was. It was for. It was so. It was. I don't know if it was necessarily a bad offer for me. It felt like a bad offer, but it's a, so it's a super flex tight end premium league. It's a, you know, 1.75 for tight ends. Um, and then he offered me Cam Newton for Mark Andrews in a 2022 first. 
Oh, wow. Dynasty? Yeah. That, that was really trying to sell high on that Cam Newton two-touchdown game probably, huh? Yeah. And I'm oh, trying to time. buy low on Mark Andrews. Trying to cover <laughs> oh, low. yeah. No, not a not so – no That, spot. to me, that felt like a bad offer. I don't know. It's a bad offer. Because Cam Newton might not be the Patriots quarterback in two years. If you see a trade offer come year. in, that, that's a great way to think of it. If you see an offer come in and you look at it and you're like, that's – that's an interesting offer. Let it sit for a minute. Don't don't jump right into emotion. Just analyze the trade for a second and actually take a step back, okay? That's a good thing to do, too. And you just – because, you know, people can try to take advantage. Uh, that I just got offered for Alvin Kamara, and I can't even – I couldn't even tell you what it was for because I just hit – I just denied it right away. And, you know, I, I tend to try and look for counters when it comes to that, but – if you're starting low, low, low for something, I, I don't even know. That just means your valuation is way too far off. <laughs> and also, don't get too greedy either. You know, couple, last week someone offered me Tyree Kill and I think a second-round pick for uh, Kenyon Drake. And I tried to push, try to push the envelope to, a, to get a first out of it. And the whole trade went in smoke. So now I'm kicking myself. I wish I would have. Just, I would honestly. Now that I think about it, I would have just taken Tyree Kill for Kenyon Drake. I don't need the draft picks. <laughs> so. Isn't it great how hindsight? Uh, how hindsight? Twenty twenty. Yeah, I love it, man. Yeah. Um, you know, talking about Elvin Kamara. Uh, he's actually. We're gonna we're gonna shift over here to talk about our big winners of of, of the week. Elvin uh, Kamara is actually my big winner. He is leading all running backs by 24 points, at least in PPR, uh, at least by, by 24 points. Uh, had an amazing game last – oh, geez, what we said. Yeah, on Monday, uh, had six, six catches for 50 – or six attempts for 58 yards, um, but also added in uh, a lot of other catches, which I'm actually blanking on. I think he had like 14 catches. Um, sorry, let me just find that. Anybody else have that handy? I have it in a moment. Jeez. 13 catches. Um, yeah, he's just crazy, guys. I don't know. I, again, a big winner because while I checked that out, uh, he's just someone that, you know, we saw him last year just come back and say he, he wasn't healthy. Uh, and we saw it happen, but he had to be getting a great stretch in the first couple of games. And even though Michael Thomas is out right now, uh, you know, you just you don't get that kind of targets no matter what. And he's always been efficient with scoring touchdowns, right? Besides, you know, like we said last year. Um, but it was 14 targets, 13 catches, 139 yards, and two touchdowns. I mean, he danced around like six guys to get to one of his touchdowns. It's just – it's amazing. And I regret that I didn't grab him um, as my RB3 in any of my drafts. I mean, I didn't, have, I didn't have many third picks, but I, I wasn't able to get him at much, and I'm just. I regret taking him not at num- not taking him at number one. No, I mean, yes, again, hindsight now taking him number one. If but if we drafted today, I still might take McCaffrey first. Over over uh, Kamara. I still might, yeah. I, uh, if we drafted today, I'm taking Kamara. I I'm still kicking myself because I'm um, in our WB league. Elliot won second. I had the third pick, and I took Barkley over Kamara. And I'm thinking to myself, I usually always go with the better offense slash offensive line. And for some reason, I didn't do it there. Yeah, I've had first pick in that league four years in a row. <laughs> yeah, and you, how's that? How's that working out for you? First, my first year, <laughs> my first overall pick. It's hurt every year. It's insane. Well, 
I got some. I got something that you'll never see. Hold on. <laughs> Why do you talk about your winner, Eric? While he does that. Hold on. You, neither of you uh, will ever, ever am touch I... it. Oh God. Uh-oh. We'll never. There touch it is. It. We'll never touch this. I don't want it. You know, I might as well just wear it. There you go. <laughs> For anybody that's listening in, it's our uh, our WWE uh, fantasy league. It's the championship belt. Sucker's heavy. Yeah, it's an actual actual championship trophy. Uh, our actual championship belt uh, as our trophy. So Keenan Keenan stole that from someone. Yeah, he he has a, the champion didn't come pick it up, so I'm I'm holding it for him. Since yeah, I he's not good enough to have it himself. He's, he he definitely doesn't deserve it because I would have won last year if Delvin uh, Cook did. Uh, decided not to get hurt. Oh man, Eric! Uh, I know your big winner being Allen Robinson. We talked about him a little bit. You have any? Uh, what else you want to add about Allen Robinson? Uh, not much else to say. It's more so just you know, with Foles in there, it clearly looks like you know Foles wants to target him, um, and just the offense as a whole is going to be running much better. Um, I mean, I don't have a, that much high of hopes for Foles. Like again, like I said earlier, he's not going to be, you know playing at that kind of level consistently, but, you know, it, it'll at least be a little bit better for Robinson. I, I like that one. I like that a lot, actually, Eric. Um, I'm not a big uh, Allen Robinson fan just because of Trubisky being out as a quarterback, but now with Lowell switching up, I, I like that a lot. Do you want me to go? Yeah, yeah, your turn for your winner, sir. I got the whole Seattle offense. That offense is clicking – you got Lockett. You got Russell Wilson winning me in, in our two-keeper league. Um, thank you, Eric, for, uh, for that W. Um, but I still had 190 points. What did I have? No, I had 178. You had 190. That's with that's with Michael Thomas, Kittle, and Shark out. Um, that's what that's what that's what a great GM does, though, guys. But um, yeah, that offense, Mister Unlimited, is just looking unlimited. I, he's the best quarterback in the world right now, it, and, and there's no discussion. There's no discussion about it. Um, I know. I know everyone wants to talk about Mahomes, Jackson, <laughs> and Allen, <clears throat> but um, Lamar or Lamar uh, Russell is great, and DK is great, and the only thing about that whole offense scares me is Chris Carson, and now with injury, obviously. But that whole passing team um, offense is looking great. Would you would you sell high right now? On Russell Wilson in redraft, I I don't know. I you know we talk about these. I think you made a point via text today when I you know you 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 told you and I were talking about trades and you said that we'll talk again when I'm one and two and I ended up going two and one thanks to Russell Wilson Lockett and you wanted him and you you said you wanted to dra- draft him but you always wait for for a player like Goff or a player like Matt Ryan. But I feel like Russell Wilson doesn't have those 16, 17, 18 point weeks. I feel like he's always 25 to 30. And if I'm guaranteed to get that from a quarterback like Russell Wilson, I kind of want to hang on to him. Well, he is right now. And you know, you know what? Yeah. What I said, every, every league I was in that he was in the seventh, eighth round. I'm like, man, I should grab him. I have a good, like in my mind, I'm like, you know, he'll be my core. I think he's going to be my, a really good quarterback, a really good quarterback. He was my quarterback three going into the the year, but then I'm also like, all right, well, I can wait five, six more, seven more rounds to get Matt Ryan and, and Jared Goff, which I did that. I have those two quarterbacks in a lot of my leagues. Yeah. 
But then, yeah, I'm looking now like, man, I would be 3-0. and If you had. Probably in a good amount of my leagues if I had those performances. But he has four more touchdowns than the next closest quarterback. He is on pace for 75 touchdowns. Uh, it, it's, it, it, that's where I'm saying, like, like I know you, the Mahomes year, uh, and then you had Lamar's year last year. Those were championship-winning players, but with how great he's doing, he's only 14 points higher than Josh Allen, 25 points higher than Mahomes after Mahomes' performance last night, and 30 points ahead of Dak. That's why I'm just saying. If I'm getting one of those one of those um, quarterbacks that you mentioned in return, yeah. But if I'm ending up with like a Matthew Stafford as my quarterback, I'm not selling him. What about Aaron Rodgers? Like he he was almost undrafted, and now he's averaging 30 points a game. It would definitely be something I think about. Honestly, if I'm able to get, so I guess I'm changing my answer here. If I'm able to get a good quarterback in return, like an Aaron Rodgers or or Josh Allen or plus what though. What's that? So what about James Robinson and Aaron Rodgers? What is it? Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Are you talking super flex? Obviously, super flex. No, well, just regular. I mean, if you could sell, so I mean, again, if you could you sell that. someone on, I mean, I mean, Russell Wilson is like, like we said. I mean, the guy's scoring over forty points a week, but you have to, you have to obviously see, you know, he had thirty nine, forty three, forty seven. That's insane. You know, Rodgers is averaging almost 15 points less a week than him. So that's why I'm saying, you know, Robinson might be – that might be a trade you could push into someone or talk into somebody with. But uh, maybe – how about uh, – maybe that's maybe that's too much. Maybe Chris Carson. Yeah. <laughs> By I, law and Chris Carson. I mean, you're that. getting – if you're getting that extra piece where you're, where you're able to – I mean, you got to get – you got to get like a Rodgers though. You, you cannot settle for like a Matthew Stafford. Well, even I, Matt, first, I don't even think Matt Ryan. Um, I mean, I, Jared Goff. I, I, I don't mean, think Jared you get Goff a good enough great. piece. I don't think you get a good enough piece on top of a quarterback like that in a one. That's, what I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Like you're to not have it be worth it because well, you don't think last season he's not, Lamar he's not, Jackson. He he's not going to get 75 touchdowns. No, but he's still throwing to two great wide receivers, and there's no reason to think that the team's just going to start running it more again. He, he, they're still going to let him cook. He's still going to be throwing touchdown passes. No, not 75, but there's a good chance he's hitting over 40, close to 50 touchdowns this year. Yeah. And produces and two, two wide receiver ones. In front and that's of a great point by Eric. You're not that piece, that piece that you're getting with like an Aaron Rodgers is not going to be a James Robinson. Or it's not going to be a Chris Carson either. See, for me, it's because, I mean, if you need absolutely Montgomery, depth, maybe. sure. But, for redraft, I'm trying to optimize my lineup, and for me, you know, it's he he can finish as a QB one, and he's gonna like you said, he's already four touchdowns ahead of the next closest person, and, but only 14 points. That's the only like I said, that's the only other thing. And if you had Lamar Jackson last year, I feel like somebody would have paid a premium in order for you to be able to get a quarterback that can do that. But trust me, I get it. If you want to ride that, you want to ride this train, but also. Russ Russ doesn't provide Russ, Russ is mobile he's he can run but he doesn't provide the same kind of upside in the run game as Lamar does that Antonio, everybody that everybody was so attracted to. Antonio, yeah, who's your quarterback and two keeper right now? Probably Jared Goff. Okay. It, but like you I mean even last year though 
Like even in last season, Russell Wilson started off hot and he tapered off. I, I agree that this season that's probably not going to happen because DK Metcalf is just burning past everybody. Tyler Lockett's doing great. Well, let me mention but, I mean, no on him. That defense is looking rough. That's true, too. That defense is not what we thought. They're letting over 400 passing yards a game. And if they're down like they were this past week in the fourth quarter, they needed a field goal to win. And what Pete Carroll and Pete Carroll after the game said that they weren't going for a field goal. They were going for a touchdown. And not only that, they was a bomb to DK, right? In the back of the end zone. Yeah. So, like, they're not, they're not, it seems like they're not scared to throw the ball. Well, see, they're not scared, but they, they're not throwing the ball more than they normally do. Like Russell Wilson has only 70 or has only 103 attempts. Like that's, that's, that's where they've been. Basically. That's a little bit more than last season, but not a lot. It's 35 attempts a game. There's 30, there's about 31. Okay. 31. If you want I'm to sorry. No, no, I think you're yeah, 30, 33, 33 and a half, yeah. but up at three or four more attempts and you're looking at, it could be even more production. Um, but it's still not, it's still not going to get you, I guess, where I think he sh- he could be and where I think that you need to rely on the efficiency. He is one of the own, most efficient quarterbacks in the league, but the 13.5% touchdown rate is, is just scary to me. <laughs> Mahomes, I think, what, Mahomes was like 11 when he had 50 touchdowns. Um, yeah, well. So we'll, we'll, we'll move on from uh, from that. We'll move to our losers. We'll talk about those quick because we've, we've talked about them a bit. Um. Keenan, why don't you start us off with your loser? Man, that Monday night football game was a loser, right? I I was expecting a little bit more out of um out of the Lamar Jackson versus Mahomes matchup. And it was it was a blowout for most of the game until, you know, they got it down to a touchdown. But I mean, Mahomes he, I, let me just say this. Jackson was definitely a a he looked bad. That's the word I'm looking for, bad. And he's he should be he should be um, lucky that he even got that uh, was it a kick return the first kick return of the season back for a touchdown because that game would have been a blowout if, if yeah the whole uh, yeah whole NFL yeah and I was hoping you know for a 30, 40 point game like we got a couple years ago when um, Jared Jared Goff went up went up against Mahomes and he ended up beating Kansas City was a 50, 54 to forty nine or whatever the score was that's what I wasn't I. I I know it wasn't going to be that high scoring, but I was ho- I was hoping to see a more of an, more of an exciting game. Um, I was sitting on my couch. I kind of started falling asleep. I'm not gonna lie. So that Monday night game was a loser for me. What you, Eric? Yeah, kind of an obvious one, but uh, it's quarterback Carson Wentz. Um, you know, he already didn't have much to throw to, and now he loses Goddard. You know, the offensive line is still rough there. Um, it's it's just it's not looking good there. There's there's I've seen well, I don't I don't know where I forgot where exactly I saw the reports, but not necessarily reports, but people calling for him to be set. Like they should uh, be. That's how I don't know. It's but he there's nothing around him now. All he literally has is Zach Ertz to throw to. I mean Goddard's gonna be back. Rager will yeah, be Goddard this past week. He still looked bad. Yeah. Um, uh, ha- I think they Miles just, Sanders they just, is going to uh, get picked a lot up, uh, of what, Hakeem Butler. So, you know, yeah. that could be something there. I wish the Eagles used Miles Sanders like New Orleans uses Kamara. I think it's got to be coming, man. I think he's going to be getting at least 10 targets. Um, the one touch on by Kamara, I'm like, Miles Sanders can do this. 
if Miles Sanders can get 10 catches, get 10, 12 targets a game, you, he has no one to you, help your quarterback out. And, and I think, Antonio, you made a point not a couple weeks ago, maybe not on the podcast, but there's a reason they drafted a quarterback. And was it a second round pick that they took, Hearns? That was the first round pick. No, they didn't take him. No, back. that was Green Bay. Or, no, that was Love. Yeah, no, you're right. I think Hurts maybe been the third. Second or third. That's still a high. But that's the thing, though. Like quarterback you drafted it first overall or second overall, whatever it was, between him and Goff. So I, I maybe he's also had Carson Wentz has also had injury problems, which I think I think that was the main reason they picked him up as more of an insurance policy. Uh, you know, since they don't have Wentz there, or since they don't have Foles there anymore as the backup. Um, but and a potential long-term term option if once doesn't, you know, turn out here. But you oh, can't throw – You can't. He was a second-round pick. Behind this offensive line with this wide receiving core. Like, no. Carson Wentz is a good quarterback, and he's struggling. You can't throw a rookie in there. I I don't know, Eric. I just – a couple years will, before he got – before he had that bad – The coach will look very bad if he throws a rookie in there over Carson Wentz. What if, what if, what if the rookie goes in there and he lights it up? I mean, sure. But you're not going to light it up right now with that team. I think you need to wait till everybody gets back and is healthy. And then if Carson still struggles, I mean, it's not like all six of those turnovers. Uh, he did like he he was sloppy. Like that's they're paying Wentz a lot of money. They yeah, did, and and that offensive line horrible. They need they need to put a team around him. They need to build that team better around him. I mean, yeah. the head the head injuries. I mean, it's injuries that's that's really hurting him the most right now. But you know they. I just want to mention. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I got nothing. I, 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 I'm gonna grab her, uh, Hearns this week in, uh, in my Superflex league, for cheap, and just put him on my, put him on my bench. Yeah. I just wanna, I wanna beat the, beat the punch because we know his injury problem, Carson Wentz injury problems, and, and I'm, I think, I think I'm a lot closer than you guys are to Carson Wentz being benched. That's how bad it's been. He just tied against Cincinnati. He looked horrible against Washington. Yeah, who, but again, there's won? literally no – they're all dropping like flies. The line is – they've lost five linemen. It, I get it. I understand. But I don't think putting a rookie in is going to solve that problem over a super uh, over a potential MVP candidate. Um, but uh, let's move over to my big loser. We've been talking about him, but it is going to be Adam Thielen. Uh, a lot of hype. On my boy? You know, I don't mean to to keep hating on him, but I think it just has to be said. I don't even know if he's going to be to the rest of the season. Uh, You know, Gary Kubiak, their offensive coordinator, whom usually loves throwing to the running back, has been doing nothing but pushing run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And they, they killed it. They did a great job running the ball. But that's not what helps Adam Thielen. And then you just saw... Uh, Jer- Jer- um, geez, Justin Jefferson breakout and they have Ola B.C. Johnson. They have multiple tight ends. They have Delvin Cook in the passing game. I just said he, you know, he had 29 yards this week, 31 yards last week. The touchdown saved the Thielen owners this week. Uh, I don't know. I, that, that's, I'm worried very much for him. If you can get rid of him, do it. If you can't, it's just going to be a long ride. You're going to have some good games, but his low floors are his low, low floors now. Uh, all right, that's our big losers. Sorry, I'm just doing trade. You're good, man. You're good. good. Trade. Uh... I I want to ask a, a question though. So, 
now, now that I guess I said that, would you rather have Adam Thielen or Keenan Allen rest of the season? Keenan yeah. Allen. Yeah. It's yeah, just, it? those tar- you know, I'm a big target believer. It, even like A.J. Green, he's getting those targets. I mean, I mean he hasn't produced fantasy-wise. But that's a, that's, a, that's a good sign that he's getting those targets. And, he, and Keenan Allen just had 19 of them. And especially what, if Tyrod isn't their quarterback anymore. Um, that's my next question, though. What if he is? What if Tyrod comes back? Do you think we're still going to want Keenan Allen or Adam Thielen, or do you, you got to see more from Adam Thielen? I mean, I mean, Minnesota doesn't want to throw a damn ball. Yeah. If Tyrod comes back, I don't think it's going to be for long. So. I, you know, we, we all know what Tyrod is. And I'm sorry, if Anthony Lynn goes back to Tyrod, he's asking to get fired. Simple as that. With the, with the couple performances that uh, Herbert has had the last two weeks. I mean, he took Mahomes to in overtime, and look what look what Lamar Jackson just did with to, with the Kansas City defense. He couldn't do anything. He threw for ninety seven yards, and Her, and uh, Herbert just he almost won that game a couple weeks ago. Are we all in, are we all in trade talks? You are you in trade talks right now with Jeremy Popelars for Lazard as well? <laughs> Yeah, I got him. 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 All right. Um, Justin Jefferson or Nikhil Harry rest of season? Jefferson. Why don't you go with this one, Antonio? Uh, Yeah. Well, so I battle back and forth with this one because uh, Nikhil Harry has seemed to be the most targeted wide receiver for Cam Newton. That's obviously not saying too much. Uh, when we just saw what Rex, Burke, Rex Burkhead could do. Uh, but I, I think I have to go Justin Jefferson. I like what Nikhil Harry brings to the table. I think he can definitely get finish over 100 targets. Um, but I think Jefferson's going to – I mean, he showed it. He can get on a 75-yard game. I don't know if Nikhil Harry can do that right now in this offense. Um, and I think that Minnesota can do that again. Um, it, it will be few and far between for those kind of performances. Uh, but, you know, the, the schedule for – the schedule for Minnesota, I don't want to say – it does get a little softer. Um, not that it's been, I guess, too tough, but they, they had Houston. They, then they have Seattle. They have Atlanta. They're at Green Bay. I mean, they're going to be throwing the ball. They have to be throwing the ball. They're, they're going to be from behind um, in a lot of those. So, I think there's a lot of good things for, for him. Yeah. Um, big one, though, big one. Dak or Josh Allen? Mm, I'm going to go with Allen just because I'm a fanboy of Allen. But, um, I, no, actually, I kind of want to go with Dak, too, because it seems like Dallas is going to be playing behind a lot. This is and this I, is funny because in our one dynasty league, I have Josh Allen and Dak, and I'm deciding yeah. every week between who I'm going to play. Yeah. that's That's got to be tough. I mean, I – I, so far, I, I've been playing Dak just because I, I wanted to see Allen just keep doing it, and he keeps doing it. So I think this week I'm going to make the switch. No, 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 no. Don't don't jinx the bill. Yeah, that, that's also what I'm thinking. Um, I mean, Dak's on pace for 773 pass attempts, guys. Yeah. Weren't you the same guy that said they weren't going to throw the ball? Uh, yeah, I mean, did you – did Eric, you see that Eric, defense? Oh, trust me. I was the one telling did. all of you. Get him, Eric. Did you yeah. see that they're going to throw over 50 times? I mean, he's literally throwing over 40 times every yeah. every single game. I mean, it's just. That's my point. They're down. So you might as well keep playing or you might as well play Dak if he's going to have to throw the ball 50 times a game. I did say that if they were down. Oh, well, that's the problem was last year. 
when they were down, they didn't. Yeah, it's a new offense, a new regime, but that defense is so bad. They have injuries. I don't know. I have to justify myself with, with the injuries being the reason because their offense is clearly not the problem, but you know, 47 I mean, and 57 attempts the last two games. As, as many as a lot of people, especially on Twitter, and the national media has been apologizing because to Josh Allen for being wrong. I am apologizing to Dak because I think he's a better quarterback than I gave him credit for. There, I said it. That's yeah. right. You know, but for having almost 1,200 yards, he's only got five passing touchdowns. That's 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 definitely concerning. That that I'm a little surprised by it, but I think they're going to turn it around. I'm hoping, you know, like you said, but turn one the around. new he's offense, new regime. Yards both times. But... Turn around his touchdowns. Well, you hope so. Some positive regression maybe for him. Um, positive regression for Joe Mixon like we talked about, and I know Austin Eckler has been a fan of the show tonight. Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, rest of the season. And before you answer, I did just make a trade, this exact trade. Did you take Lazard for me? I made this exact trade uh, earlier before uh, week three. So Eckler for Joe Mixon, what do you think? I so I actually have Eckler in a few leagues and I sent out offers Eckler for Joe Mixon and I was in the offers were rejected and I'm actually happy now that they were rejected. I am actually going with Austin Eckler on this one. Yeah, you made this trade, right? Wow. On uh, Sunday morning. I made this yeah, trade. I, I got Joe Mixon. Last week I wanted Joe Mixon, but with Herbert in there it, like I said, if Tyrod comes back, I don't think it's going to be for long. And with Herbert in there, this the the pieces for this offense, at least fantasy wise, are much better. My big concern with Eckler, though, is he he's got a negative A dot right now. It's it's like negative one point five three, which means like he's catching the ball behind the line of scrimmage, and that's with Herbert. And you know, if that stays, how how much positive? positive yards can we really expect him to be getting over and over again with all of those opportunities? Uh, Cause you know, he's, he's going to get caught. He's going to be, uh, you know, not be able to, I think produce what we want, but he's getting the touches obviously. Um, but that's, I don't know that that's where I think if Joe Mixon and Austin Eckler are both getting the same amount of touches, I'm going to trust that Cincinnati Bengals offense a little bit more. Really? You're going to take the Bengals offense with a rookie. I mean, they're both rookie quarterbacks, but I mean, you're going to take that offense that, Obviously, their offensive line is struggling, and Joe Mixon hasn't been able to do anything. Where Eckler is at least putting up fantasy points for you. He is, but the Chargers the Chargers aren't putting up points, and that defense is better than Cincinnati's defense. Are the, I want a are, team. Is Cincinnati putting up points. Cincinnati's putting up some points. They score over twenty points multiple times. Um, Burrow's got you know six six touchdowns I think through the air already, um, but. I, and again, the defense isn't too great either, so they're going to be chasing. And I'd rather them be chasing, um, well, not chasing essentially, because but Mixon's getting the ball you regardless, uh, regardless, even when they are. So I, I just, I don't, I don't know. know. I, I'm not, I'm not necessarily knocking Eckler so much. I just, I really, love I was him. actually really shocked that you made that trade on Sunday morning, Eckler for Mixon. Yeah, I thought I was buying low and selling high on Eckler. I really thought that Joshua Kelly is coming in. He's going to get a lot of touches. And then he didn't this past week. And then he didn't. Yeah, yeah. he did not. All the reports all week long were saying how Kelly was going to get the ball, start them because they're playing a weak run defense and all this. But I don't know. It's I don't know. I really don't know anymore. <laughs> Everyone was just uh, – they were freaking out over the first 
yeah. first few weeks. Um, but everyone's still freaking out about Mixon, guys. And, and I am. Last year, don't forget, Mixon didn't do well in the first half of the season. The second half of the season, he finishes like the RB3. Yeah, well, Antonio, let me tell you something. The two leagues that I have Mixon, guess what? I'm 0-3. Am I allowed to freak out? <laughs> I would rather have my 0-3 than a 3-0. No, I'm kidding. No. All no, right. <laughs> but, uh, no, that that's enough of Joe Mixon right now. Um, but I, I do have a lot of faith in him coming back. So I think that's going to have us move on to our, our stressed and impressed for the uh, for the week. Um, make sure just uh, – we'll have Eric start. He can recap uh, his three impresses from last week and then tell us who his next three impresses are going to be for week four. Yeah, so I finally uh... – did somewhat good on my impresses. I had Derrick Henry. Uh, he went. He got a went off for a big game. Allen Robinson finally went off for a big game. Then I had Hollywood Brown, but you know the the whole uh, Baltimore offense just didn't do good there. Um, and then yeah, for this week, I'm gonna go with Adam Thielen uh, versus the Texans. I know you guys are a little bit worried about him, but. I think with the emergence of Justin Jefferson, it's actually going to take some of the coverage away from him and open things up a little bit. All three. So, yeah. Um, so I, I think things are going to be better for him. And, you know, I, I believe I said earlier, I, I don't think Justin Jefferson is going to, you know, be, be playing at this kind of level every single week. Um, you know, Thielen, Thielen's the number one there still. He's, he's going to have more balls go his way. Uh then I also have Josh Jacobs, you know, versus our Buffalo Bills. You know, Bills have a great defense, but, you know, they let Hen- Daryl Henderson run all over them last week. and You know, their their run defense is, is struggling a little bit. So, you know, I, th- I think he's going to have a – he's going to have a good week, and he, he, he needs to have a bounce-back week anyways. So, um, And then my, my last one, like I said earlier, is Zach Ertz. More so just because, you know, with Goddard going down – they don't. They don't really have anybody else. He's the only one that's going to be getting targets. He has 24 targets through three weeks. He had 10 targets last week, uh, so I, I think he's going to be pushing for double-digit targets again this week. I like those. Those are pretty good. Um, yeah, and it was good that you, you know you finally were able to hit on those. So good on you there, uh, Keenan. Your turn, sir. Recap and uh, preview. Um, let's see here. Yeah, for last week I had uh, for my impressed I had Jonathan Taylor who had a Solid game against the Jets. Um, Amari Cooper, I mean, I wish he would have got what Gallup got, but I guess, um, I, I mean, his his, his game his, his game to shine is going to come sooner than later. And then uh, Kenny Drink, Kyler Murray, I, I don't think I those guys impressed as much as I thought they would against that uh, Detroit Lions um, defense who struggled against the run game. I thought Murray and Drake would eat um, this this week this past week uh for this for week four i got um let me see here guess what she knows here uh my first one's gonna be james robinson running back for for the for the uh jacksonville jaguars um the more the more i watch this guy the more i'm like thinking to myself i'm like how did this guy slip into not being even drafted in, in leagues and everyone was talking about dobbins um swift um Couple other uh, rookie running backs. I, I mean, Clyde Edwards Hilaire obviously deserves his, his his respect for what he's done over in Kansas City. But I mean, James Robinson. I think he's probably the second best run, rookie running back here. Um, and I mean, he's taking on the Cincinnati Bengals this week, which 
we all know their defense has struggled this past week, this this early this season. Uh, my second one is going to be uh, Daryl Henderson. Um, wow, what he did to the Bills defense was supposedly a good defense is amazing. And I know Sean McVay has said that the Rams are going to employ a committee, but I think Daryl Henderson is the starter for the time being. Um, I don't think Brown is going to have much of an impact anymore. And um, their rookie running back, uh, Cam Akers, that's his name. He has a rib injury. Those can linger. Um, so start Daryl Henderson against the Giants, a very weak um, run defense as well. And my last um, impress is going to be uh, Javaris Landry, uh, wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns. Who was that? Jarvis. I'm sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> what did I say? Jarvis Landry. Jarvis. Jarvis Landry. Excuse oh, me. Um, the Cowboys have, you know, they're also another defense that's supposed to be good on paper, but they allowed the NFL's worst seven touchdowns to opposing wide wideouts. And I mean, if if now you got me all messed up, Antonio. Javaris Landry. If um, if he's going to play in the slot, I mean, what Tyler Lockett did this past week, he was almost uncovered in that Dale secondary. So, um, start Landry this week and in a, in a flex position. I, I know him and Odell have, have been really produced this, so far this year, but I think, I think that offense is going to turn it on eventually. All right. Okay. Uh, I'm going to move on to my impressed. Uh, so last week I had Big Ben. Uh, he didn't do too bad, 237 yards and two touchdowns. Um, I also had Deontay Johnson, whom we know got his concussion left very early, had uh, one catch for nine yards. Uh, so that kind of affected how Big Ben's game worked out. Um, and then I had Jonu Smith, who had five catches for 61 yards. Uh, so that, that uh, wasn't too bad. Was able to be a nice uh, PPR tight end for you there. Uh, but we obviously talked about all the crazy tight ends who did better. Uh, so this week I have uh Devontae Parker versus the Seahawks. Uh, we mentioned earlier, uh, I said, I mentioned that, uh, Seahawks have been given up over 400 passing yards every week. And I think that Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to have a field day with them. They are at home. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of motivation for Fitz Magic to uh, just chuck it up and go. I think Parker is going to be a big benefactor of that. Uh, I uh, have Joe Mixon. No surprise. We've been talking about him all show. So he's playing Jacksonville. Uh, I think this is the week he gets his touchdown um, and he's going to continue to just keep getting the opportunities. My third one is Alan Lazard. Uh, we just saw what he was able to do uh, on uh, Sunday Night Football. And he was able to get a touchdown. He now has two touchdowns. Uh, uh, Devontae Adams is going to be coming back. And, you know, I think that Lazar is still going to get his, uh, his targets. Um, he had six catches, 146 yards, and a touchdown last week. Um, but had four targets, five targets the week before. And I think he's established himself as the clear wide receiver, too. So, Eric, why don't you move on uh, to your impresses for us? I'm sorry, for, to your stresses for, for uh, last week and what we got this week. Yep, uh, my stresses for last week. Uh, my first one was Darren Waller against the Patriots. Uh, you know, I said exactly what was going to happen. Bill Belichick was going to shut down their number one option. That's exactly what they did. He, he did absolutely nothing. Uh, my next one was Deshaun Watson. He actually had a pretty good game. You know, I thought the Steelers defense was going to gonna shut him down, but, you know, he fantasy-wise, he figured it out. And uh, my third one was Ronald Jones. 
<clears throat> and uh, he he did all right. He had like nine points in PPR league, but he he didn't do anything special. Uh, and then for this week, uh, my first one is Cam Newton versus the Kansas City Chiefs. I think this one's pretty obvious as we just saw what they did to Lamar Jackson and the Ravens last night. Uh, it's I, I just think it, it's going to be rough rough uh, sledding for them uh, uh, facing the Chiefs this week. And um, my next one's Austin Eckler versus the Bucks. You know the the Bucks have a very good defense. They they haven't allowed a runner over over 59 yards, and that was actually the the best uh, running back against them this year was Christian McCaffrey. He had 18 carries against them, only 59 yards. Uh, so, so they're they're doing pretty good in uh, in the run defense there. Um, and I, I know I just said I would take Eckler over Mixon, but you know for for this week it could be tough, especially if Tyrod's back there this week, which I, I'm hoping he's not going to be. Uh, that that would be another knock on him. And then my my last one for this week is Antonio Gibson. You know, he, he started out the year with a couple touchdowns, and I know people are going to be throwing them, throwing him in, in their uh, running back two or their flex spot, but he's going up against Baltimore. They're, they're another team that has a great run defense. Uh, and he, he's somebody I'm going to be pumping the brakes on this week. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, McKissick out, out snapped Gibson. No, just about oh. there. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> So yeah, I, I like that one there. I like that one. Yeah. Not that that. I mean, he 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 can be used in the passing game more. You know, McKissick is just getting it right now. But I don't know. They they'll figure him out eventually. But I like that one bags, for this week. Sure. Uh, Keenan, your turn. Yeah, I got uh my first. Or uh, actually, let's recap last week before I forget. Um, last week I had David Johnson, who who played Pittsburgh and. And that defense is looks like they're back to being the Pittsburgh defense of, of old. Um, David Johnson, 13 carries for 23 yards, two couple receptions. Luckily, three fancy owners, he got that touchdown, um, or that would have been a very bad week for you guys. Um, had Sam Darnold against Indy, a couple picks. I mean, I don't know what the hell's going on there in uh, New Jersey at the New Jersey Jets uh, facility. And that Broncos offense, um, I guess, I mean, what was the score of that game? I, don't have it here, but uh, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't pretty good for. Pretty, yeah. I think yeah. it was like twenty six ten. Yeah, so I mean that. I I I feel like the stresses are a lot easier than the impresses, guys, huh? A lot a lot easier to find those busts every week. Um, I think we all done a good job there. But um, for this week, um, for a stress, I got T Y Hilton as my first one. Um, when the Colts signed Philip Rivers, it just I thought T Y Hilton was gonna you know not be. Eli Hill of well, Andrew Luck was a quarterback, obviously, but I thought they were going to be able to, you know, use him downfield more, but it, it just hasn't happened yet. Um, just, it's a very, it's all, that relationship there between Hilton and Rivers is just a very, very slow start to start the season. Um, that relationship between Rivers and his deep arm. Yeah, that too. Like, I think we, I think we mentioned in the episode um, earlier in the summer, that he's just not – obviously, he's not the same Rivers. I, even in uh, – before before a couple of years ago, he he would love to throw the ball down the field. He was a little bit – he had a little bit of gunslinger in him. The last couple of years, I think he lost – definitely lost some power in there. Um, my second one is Darius Slayton. I mean, what is going on? I think, Big E, you're the one that loved him after week one, right? Um, I was loving him all offseason. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not him. 
it's Daniel Jones. I mean, the guy's only thrown for a couple touchdowns in the last three games. Um, and they're just not looking good. The whole team, they lost Barkley, obviously. They they look like one of the worst teams in football. Um, both New Jersey uh, teams are um, New York. If you haven't gotten that, I'm joking with the New Jersey thing. Um, but Slayton, you know, he – He's logging 98% of snaps uh, this past week against San Francisco, but he only managed seven targets and had three um, three receptions for 53 yards. I mean, I don't know what the heck. Would you guys, yeah. would you guys uh, be looking to acquire Slayton in Dynasty? Could it be a potential buy low right now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Dynasty, yeah, but redraft, no, especially this week. He's playing – I know Joe and Ramsey had a tough, tough week against the Bills, but he's playing one of the best cornerbacks, and – I'll probably shut him down this week. Yeah, I'd be throwing around some second-round picks to to Slayton owners. Yeah. See if yeah. anybody bites. Yeah, second or third. I mean, kind of like what we did with Robinson before he had that breakout game, uh, Eric. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, third third probably won't. You might even I, – I would even throw a second and third. Yeah. I had the third alone won't do it. No, the third won't. If you could do a player in a third – Maybe. You might be able to get a second done, but if I had to, I'd throw a second and third, maybe if it's something else. Yeah, I'm just chucking this up as a lost season for the Giants. It's not even a lot. It's not even a season where they're going to be losing every game and, sh- and can score too. It, it seems like they're just not going to be able to do any of that. The problem is, like, if you trade for him in a dynasty league, is he going to be good next year? I, I like Daniel Jones uh, long term. I know he turns the ball over a lot, but I think if that line can get better, Barkley will come back and. I mean, we just keep saying we hope that they can all stay healthy, but it's been two seasons now of Ingram, Shepard, Tate, uh, still Slayton, Barkley, all rotation of, of, of who can start. So, I don't know. But I still like Slayton out of all that group. Yeah, true. So, my last uh, stress is um, I don't know who the starter is in Tampa Bay uh, running back-wise, but my stress is the Bucks run backfield. I'm pretty sure Bruce Arians hates all of our fantasy teams because – one week it's Robin, uh, Ronald Jones. The next week it's Leonard Fernand. The following week it's throw the, gro- throw the ball to Gronk seven times. Um, so I don't know what is – I don't know what that offense is yet. Um, I mean, even Mike – not to go off a tangent, Mike Evans isn't even getting those uh, targets that we thought we would. But back to the running game there, stay away, try to stay away from that. Last week, two weeks ago, I thought I had my running back back when Fournette went off. I was like, oh, here we go. Perfect. Fournette's back. And then look what Bruce Arians does to me. He risks my heart out of my out of my body and stomps it. And I almost lost in fantasy again. But I beat Eric. <laughs> watch yourself. Oh man! All right, I'll, I'll close this out here. Um, I'll close this out with uh, with my stress. So recap: last week I had Allen Robinson. Uh, we we obviously know what he had done. Uh, but you know what's unique? I have Allen Robinson, Robert Woods, Adam Thielen. Uh, you know, Robert Woods and Allen Robinson had horrible first halves. Uh, they were kind of scary. You didn't know what was going to happen. Um, Thielen had the early touchdown, but, um, well, Robinson did too, actually, but after that really had not, not much of anything. And then Foles came in, he got the yards, Robert Woods, uh, they adjusted in the second half and he was able to do well and get his touchdown. So, so they had some good weeks, but, uh, this week for my stress, uh, I'm going to go with Johnu Smith against Pittsburgh. Uh, week one, Evan Ingram had two catches. Uh, week two, Noah Fant 
he had uh, 80 yards and a touchdown, but it was a longer touchdown. So, and that's what Fant kind of does. So I'm going to chalk that up to, you know, Fant just was able to get that, but it was only on five catches. Uh, last week against Houston, they had uh, Darren Fells. He had two catches. Uh, I just, I think they're going to target John New Smith, especially with AJ Brown coming back, potentially uh, managing to be a hundred percent. So I, I think that he's going to struggle. Uh, Nick Chubb at Dallas. I love Nick Chubb. Uh, I've talked about Nick Chubb you know, a lot here, but I just think he might struggle against Dallas. Now, Cleveland has been showing that they're dedicated to the run, whether they're winning or losing, but Kareem Hunt's also there. Uh, he's got 39 carries so far. Uh, he, he's got a lot more catches than Chubb, and I think that they're going to use him, especially when they're going to be down against Dallas pretty early. Uh, so I think this might be a potential like 10-carry Chubb game and you're going to hope he breaks a 30- or 40-yard touchdown to save you. Uh, my final one is going to be Kenny Galladay versus the Saints. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore should be shadowing him. He's coming back. He came back this week, had a touchdown. Um, I, I think that he still is, isn't fully 100%. And this week, uh, like I said, coming back to play against them. So I think it'll be an interesting matchup between Galladay and Lattimore. I'm shocked that you got Chubb on, on your list. See, um, before before we started the show, a couple of hours ago, you're trying to trade for him, and now you got him on your stress. You playing, I, it's you just playing, you playing some mind games over here. Just for this week, I think it's going to be a. Well, I, I mean, and in general, like I like I said, he had 10 carries week one against Baltimore. He had 60 yards. He was efficient, but then Cream had 13 carries, and they got down early and often. They they are two and one, but I mean, they just played against Washington where, uh, I mean, let's agree they were able to kind of do whatever they wanted. They, they controlled the game for the most part uh, for the whole time. Uh, and then we, too, they were playing against uh, Cincinnati, and we were just talking about how bad their defense was. So the 39, the 39 rushes and, you know, the eight catches from Kareem Hunt just kind of scare me a little bit. Uh, and that's not to worry the Chubb. Uh, Chubb owners, but if you do have Chubb, I am I might be trying to trade him and package him for a top end player like a Kamara if you can, maybe like a DJ Moore, Nick Chubb, um, if that's something as high as you can get to or uh, a lot. Yeah, you're gonna no, you're gonna need to give up a lot. Maybe Chris Godwin and Nick Chubb oh, you can get rid of right much. now. That's too much. Uh, but Godwin's gonna be out for a couple weeks. I don't that's know. Too much for my liking, man. I. It, Godwin scares me this season. I want to be honest. This is going to be now three out of four weeks he's missing for a hamstring. Hamstrings tend to linger. It was a concussion, first first one. Oh, yeah, that's true. The first one was the first one, yeah. But yeah. Did he have off-season issues maybe? I don't know. I don't know. But, oh, but yeah, the hamstrings, I hope it doesn't linger at all. But Evans had the hamstring. That's what it was. The thing is, if you give up two top um, players like Chubb and Godwin or Chubb and, and DJ Moore for Kamara and Kamara goes down, you're kind of – your season's done then. You're you pretty you're pretty much lost three players there, if you think about it. Well, look, yeah, look, but that would move for any two for one deal. Look, look at me, I I lost Barkley, and I still you know kept the rest of my roster intact, and I'm two and one in both leagues. So, but yeah, but again, again, they would go for any two for one deal. Like I mean, I got Kareem Hunt and AJ Brown in one league that I'm benching every week. I've been trying to package them for someone. Well, you got AJ um, Brown and if it, you can get if you can get a guy like Kamara. I think you have to do it because he he's a league winner, so you can't you can't worry about a potential injury because any what was that? You should draft him if he was a league winner. 
Well, yeah, <laughs> you know, only one player could draft. Come on. But um, what I was saying, but you you have to go if if you can do that. You can't worry about injury because any player can get injured. I worry about it. I, yeah, I the only reason I worry about the two for one is you're if that one player that you do get back in a trade goes down, your your roster is pretty much depleted. Where you yeah, but you're making that trade because – but essentially you're making that trade for depth. If you're giving up two for one, it's a depth move. Well, no, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the person that's getting the one. You're, you're yeah, definitely gone. It may, but, I mean, I've been trying to trade two for one for Michael Thomas. If he gets re-injured, I'm still going to try my best to yeah, you know, figure out. I don't know if it's fully over, but that's why you're not making these moves if you can't necessarily do it. But I was just saying I'm kind of – I'm a little worried for Chubb this season – um, which could become long-term because they keep with Kareem Hunt. But Stefanski seems very committed to using both of them. Um, that's wrapping up the stress and impress low for the week. Does uh, That's also going to wrap up the show. Anybody have any any closing thoughts? Should we talk any Mafia Market quick? or I haven't made it. Wednesday's my big trade uh, My big trade day. I make at least one or two trades on every Wednesday. Yeah, I know we've been slacking on the mafia market. It's been a quiet. Uh, it's been quiet. I don't know. You're right. I haven't made much redraft trades yet either. I've been trying. I've been sending a lot out, but I've made a few. Um, not in in redraft, but in dynasty leagues. Um, oh yeah, you got it. some. You got some dynasty ones. Throw throw one out here. So yeah. uh, well, let's talk Keenan about and the... I traded for uh, James Robinson. We'll talk yeah, about I, that. you know, I don't give you enough credit for that. I want to thank you for that, by the way, because. If hooking I didn't my, know, hooking my man up. So we're so we're in a we're in a league that has four divisions, and each division has twelve teams. So it's a huge it's a huge league, and there was multiple James Robinson own, owners that had Robinson on the block. And are we in the same division? To a few of them. Was that? Are we in the same division? Yeah, we are. So how can we both have Robinson? You could have four copies in one division. Yeah, it's a four copy league, forty eight team league. So. There's four yeah. divisions of 12 players, but there could be four of the same copy of, like, four Saquon Barkleys in one division. You just can't have two Everybody on the same agree. team. Right. But oh, that's, that's where I'm getting confused. So yeah. they both, both owners wanted a second and a third. So I, you know, I had both that were offering me a second and a third, or were both were offering me James Robinson for a second and a third, and I ended up getting the one to take. Well, he actually countered me, and he, he countered me after we were talking and he gave me uh, James Robinson for a second in Golden Tate. I think you got the better deal out of me and you. I Oh, yeah, dynasty-wise. I, I value a third more than I value Golden Tate, but, I mean, not that much more, but. Yeah, but then Keenan ended up getting uh, another copy of Robinson for a second and a third. Yeah, and, and it, it's all thank you to you, you know, that you mentioned that because when I saw that, I was like, I got to beat Anthony before he texts us, texts us on I know yeah, he, I was at work. I was so mad. I didn't see it at work. I saw it back later. And I'm like, wow, I would have sent that in a heartbeat. Yeah. And it, the guy accepted it right away. Which was, yeah, well, hey, when you, when you're right, and you're right. They actually, we have that big group chat as well. And, uh, and it, someone complimented us, us, um, saying that, um, we did a good job jumping on him before his breakout game. Cause. Oh, really? Yeah. Cause I, so, didn't, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Cause if, if you would have tried to get him on Friday, good luck. Would have been yeah. would have been two firsts and Golden Tate. Yeah, but uh, I did draft him. So did I in one league. So did I. I, you know, I don't want to go crazy here on him, but not that I. Yeah, I didn't know much prior at all. Yeah, what? Where did this guy come from? How, we did we even talk about him in the off season? No, a lot of people didn't at all. Undrafted at Illinois State. 
Mm-mm. It's crazy, dude. And, 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 I mean, obviously, why would you? I mean, I think the had, Jags uh, just kind of kept him on the down low. Yeah, they had Armstead from last team. year. They had Fournette. They, they wanted to trade him and couldn't. I mean, he was literally on. We looked at all the depth of all the team's depth charts, and, you know, we, we all we did our research, and we just he just didn't stick out to us for some reason. Yeah. And, I mean, he, like I said, it's a Philip Lindsay. It's a Philip Lindsay scenario, so hopefully that can go well for that. And, uh, yeah. Well, that's uh, like I said, that's going to end the show for us. So thank you all for listening. Uh, hopefully your week fours uh, go just as well as the rest of the season. Like we said, uh, make sure you guys uh, keep on going. If you're 3-0, and 2-1, congrats. If you're 0-3, 1-2, just keep on pushing. Uh, and I can't believe we're going to be a quarter of the way through the season uh, already. So we'll catch you guys uh, next week. Mafia out.